0: up until the point that roger bannister ran a four minute mile people believed it was impossible to run a mile in under four minutes so then the question becomes how do we expand what we believe is possible for us instead of thinking where's my next client going to come from why aren't we asking ourselves the question where are my next hundred clients going to come from When one of our clients has a problem with one of their clients, I can spot two or three ways that they are creating that problem in the relationship. These are the things that I really believe that I've seen firsthand are going to move the needle. And these are the things that clients came up to us and said that was hugely valuable. That was worth all the money we paid. Welcome to the Creative Courage Podcast. My name is Matt Essam, and this is going to be our first solo episode. I've wanted to record a solo episode for a while, but we've just had so many incredible guests that I lined up. I just haven't had a chance to fit one in. This is also really good timing because I've just come back from running a client retreat in Tenerife. And so I feel like I've got Lots of ideas, lots of strategies, lots of great things to share with you. And so I'm just going to essentially jam out on a few ideas, three key things that came from this client retreat. And these are the things that I believe are going to help creative business owners really deliver results in 2024 and beyond. These are the things that I really believe that I've seen firsthand are going to move the needle. And these are the things that clients came up to us at the end of the retreat and said, that was hugely valuable. That was worth all the money we paid. That was worth all the time that we spent across these four days. So the thing I love about these retreats is that we really get to spend time with our clients, understanding their business in depth, and we really get to spend time mapping things out with them and creating really detailed strategies that maybe we aren't able to do in, say, like a 60 or 90-minute session. So there were three things that we talked about on the retreat that came into play. And there were actually three coaches on the retreat. There was myself, our head coach, David, and Robin Waite, who has been interviewed on this podcast. And we all sort of led a session each throughout the four days. And I want to just explore... Kind of an overview and talk about some of the points through the three sessions, but I really want to focus on the things that our clients told us were the most valuable. So I'll start with the first concept, which is all around the power of possibility and how I believe we limit ourselves as business owners. So if I said to you, what's possible for you and your business in 2024 or in the next 12 months you would likely start listing to me things that you believed were possible right and that might sound really obvious and might sound like logic the problem with that is that possibility is usually based on our own frame of reference or our own reality up until this point so the first example i used is one that you might have heard which is the 4 minute mile The year that Roger Bannister broke the world record for the time it took to run a mile was the same year that I think more than a dozen people broke that record. So up until the point that Roger Bannister ran a four-minute mile, people believed it was impossible to run a mile in under four minutes. So what actually happened was it just expanded people's realm Of possibility. And I see this all the time when we're working with our clients. They'll tell us a particular goal. And I I like this question. I often say to my clients, you know, if you had a perfect year, if you had a 10 out of 10 year, what are some of the things that would happen between now and this time next year? And I'm often interested by what they tell me because very often it's clear that they are telling me things that they believe are possible based on their current reality. I believe that possibility is actually a limitation on our business. And you might not think that, you might not feel that because you might think, well, anything is possible. Or you might have heard, you know, like the Adidas slogan, impossible is nothing. Right. And we hear all these things and we hear all these quotes, but it's what do we actually believe is possible for us? And That is something that if you can shift in your mind, what you believe is possible for you, it will change everything else. And it really starts with that belief of what is possible for me. So I'll give you an example. A client of ours recently, we were posting some wins in the the Slack channel that we communicate on. And she said, oh, I just won this small little seven or eight K project. It's a few days design sprint. And I I paused her and I was like, wait a minute, I love how you use the word small little project for 7 or 8K because when we first started working together, your average project was like 2 to 3K or maybe slightly more and 10K was a big branding project. Now this year, she won a project that was worth six figures, a branding project worth six figures. And so what happened there was it totally expanded her belief about what was possible. But before she had that experience, she didn't believe that was possible for herself. So then the question becomes, how do we expand our possibility or how do we expand what we believe is possible for us before we see evidence for it? Because that is the crucial point. If we have to see evidence to believe it, then we will always be Limited by our current reality, unless obviously somebody else does it, like in the Roger Bannister case, or you're in a community of people that are doing that thing, then you start to believe it's possible. But we must look for evidence that that thing that we want is possible for us. And so that's why I'm always investing in coaching programs and masterminds and courses and trying to surround myself with people that have what I want, because I want as much evidence as possible that it is realistic for me to achieve that. Okay. So that was kind of our first topic that we dived into. And we opened up some, some kind of Q and A and some discussion around that. And we did some coaching around that. But for you listening right now, the biggest thing I want you to take into this year is that the limiting factor, the number one limiting factor for you is probably what you believe is possible in your business. And so let me give you a few other examples. People often say to me, well, you know, I don't want a massive multiple seven figure business." I just want to be comfortable. I just want to have time with my family. I just want to do really creatively fulfilling work. And what that tells me is in that sentence, they do not believe it's possible for them to have both. In their world, in their reality, for whatever reason, whether it's somebody they know has built a business like that, whether they've built a business in the past like that, They do not believe that it's possible to have a multiple seven figure business and have time for their family and to be doing fun, creatively fulfilling work and to be working four hours a week. So they're already limiting themselves. They're already making it impossible for themselves to achieve that because they've already defined those parameters. They've already said, this is what is possible. They've already created their reality. So one of the exercises that I get my clients to do is rather than thinking what is possible based on what I currently know, I ask them to really channel into what do they want. And it might seem like a really subtle difference, but I think we all know what we really want, but most of us don't believe, or most of us don't know what's possible. So If you're sitting down to think about what kind of business you're building this year, start by asking yourself, what do I really want? If I knew that I couldn't fail, if I had all of the resources that I wanted, I've had all of the contacts, all of the money, all of the whatever it is that you think you need in order to succeed. If I had all of that, what would I do, right? What is it that I really want to create? And by starting there, we are already expanding... Our idea of possibility. So that's the first topic. That's the first conversation that we had. And it just, it just brought up some amazing things, some beautiful things. I, we had this big whiteboard and I wrote on the whiteboard, hundred million dollars. And I said, do you believe it's possible for you to build a hundred million dollar business in the next 12 months? And everybody there said, absolutely not. Right? And so then what I said is okay, why not? Why was is it not possible for you to build a business of that size in the next 12 months? And then we started to get everybody's reasons, and I call this the story. Okay? So I know that there are some real limitations that people face. I'm not sitting here pretending that I'm some kind of motivational speaker. I'm like, whatever you think, whatever you dream, you can manifest into your life. And if you want it, it would just make it happen. I've been working in the creative industries and I've been running a business long enough to know that there are some real world limitations. But that doesn't change the fact that what you believe to be possible for you is the number one thing that will determine what you achieve. So for example, when I ask them what they, you know, what they think is possible in the next 12 months. They started listing things like one of our clients, he wanted to get half a million in revenue and he wanted to have two team members, this, that, and the other. And so all of those things I said, is this what you really want? Or is this what you believe is possible? And he said, this is what I believe is possible. I said, okay, that's fine, but just know that you will never get anything beyond that. Your business isn't just going to magically grow past that. If you believe in your core that that is what's really possible for you, you will achieve that at maximum, but probably something below that. So then I started talking about the concept that the only thing standing in the way of what you want. So the only thing standing in the way of from where you are now to where you really want to be, not what you think is possible, but what you really want is the story you tell yourself about why you don't already have it. And I remember a mentor said something similar to me years ago about the stories that we make in our mind and what we tell ourselves about what we believe is possible. And at first I really just dismissed it. But when I heard that, when I heard my stories about why I didn't have that thing, I was too young or I didn't have the experience or I didn't know the right people or I didn't have a big enough audience or whatever it was, whatever I was telling myself, I realized that that was the story that was limiting me. So there's two things there that are really interesting. The first is what we believe is possible for us and not operating from what we believe is realistic. Because when we say realistic, what we mean is our current reality. So when we say realistic, what we actually mean is how we see the world and how we've experienced the world up until now, which isn't actually about possibility, that's about experience. So when we say realistic, That's about our experiences, the things that we see the world, the lens that we see the world through. The second thing is why we can't have the thing that we actually want or why we don't have that thing already yet. And that's about story. So there's two things to watch out there. And and really, I just want this episode to be, I guess, some strategies or some ways to bring these things to your awareness. And really, as you're going through your days, as you're going through your weeks, as you're going through your months, just asking yourself, am I limiting myself by what I believe is possible? What is the story I'm currently telling myself about this thing? Okay. So that's kind of like part one. Part two, we shifted into a session with Robin Waite. And Robin Waite talked about partnerships. He shared the story of how he got onto Ali Abdal's podcast. Now, for those of you that don't know Ali Abdal, he's a big YouTuber. He has more than 4 million subscribers. He's got a very popular podcast and Robin was a guest on it. And so he broke down the way that he thought about those kind of podcasts and those kind of appearances and those kind of partnerships. And we use the word partnership because Robin's point was that many of us are stuck in the weeds about thinking of prospects, about sales funnels and social media strategies and all of this stuff that's very kind of bitty. It's very in the weeds. And we see this a lot with agency owners. They want to get very tactical. They want to get very practical. But ultimately... They're not thinking about the problem in the right way. And so Robin started shifting towards this concept of partnerships. He was saying, instead of thinking, where's my next client going to come from? Why aren't we asking ourselves the question, where are my next hundred clients going to come from? And the reason Robin asked that question is because from the Ali Abdel podcast, he literally got hundreds of clients, right? Because it was being seen by thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. And it's really about thinking in terms of that leverage. So who do we need to build partnerships with. This is a great way to think about things because I believe the right partnerships can transform your business. And I speak from experience, the partnership that we have with the future and the videos that we get on the future's YouTube channel, the opportunity that I get to coach Christo's clients and be a part of his world, be a part of his ecosystem has been transformational for our business from lots of different perspectives, but getting to know Chris personally, being associated with Chris gives me some credibility, but actually just having that experience to have that exposure and to have thousands and thousands of conversations with people and really understand the intimate pain points and challenges and frustrations of creative business owners has been pivotal for our business. And so I think now in terms of partnerships, and I think it's a good word to use, not only for people who may be able to introduce you to their audience or offer a similar product, which is kind of typically how you think about partnerships, but I also think it's a great way to think about clients, to think about building partnerships rather than just these one-off transactions or someone hires you for a project even if you've got retainers, kind of thinking about them as clients, they give us money, we service them. How do we think about them as partners? How do we think about building a long-term partnership with a client in order for them to be our brand ambassadors, in order for them to feel like we are an integral part of their business? We are a guide We are integral partners for them achieving the kind of results they really want to achieve. Because if you can create that level of impact with a client, they will be your number one referrer. They will go and tell everybody else how cool you are, how great you are, how amazing your service is. So thinking in terms of partnerships and thinking in terms of where our next 10, 50, 100 partners are going to come from really changes the way that you think about your business. It gets you out of the weeds and gets you into this kind of high level way of thinking. And that's really, really important. Now, Robin ran this session. I talk a lot about partnerships. In fact, I'm going to run a partnership kind of mini course. We're going to run a a session on, on partnerships in a few weeks because I think this really is one of the biggest leverage pieces for business, for new business, for retaining clients, is really understanding how to form partnerships and how to build long-lasting partnerships with people who can introduce you to new audiences, but also for people that you actually serve for your clients. So again, just a new way of thinking, which is rather than where's my next client going to come from, how am I going to form my next partnership? Where's the person who's got my next 100 customers? I always remember a quote that Daniel Priestley told me early in our journey of working together. And he said to me, somebody somewhere woke up today with everything that you need. Someone somewhere today woke up with everything you need or woke up with exactly what you need. There's somebody out there right now who could put you in front of their audience or could introduce you to your next big client. And so if if you think in terms of this partnership, a partnership implies kind of like a symbiotic relationship, right? You're giving value, they're giving value. So that's all I'm going to say on partnerships, just because I am creating some content around it in the coming weeks, but also because we're going to run an event to help people find the right partners and build the right partnerships. If you would like more info about that event, make sure that you are following me on LinkedIn, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast, make sure you're on our mailing list. And if you don't want to do any of those, just send me a direct message on LinkedIn because we will be listing the event on LinkedIn and you can sign up, and you can join us. So that's partnerships. The third thing that I want to talk about is leadership. And this was a session that our head coach, David, ran. He talked about leadership. Now, David's got an incredible background. He's had over 3,000 hours of coaching, but he's been working predominantly over the last few years with C-suite executives and founders and leaders of businesses and of organizations that are in very kind of high pressure lots at stake they've you know if they mess up then serious things are going to happen everyone from military organizations all the way through to kind of the big tech startups and he's really learned a lot about leadership he also did a an MBA in leadership so he's got a lot to share around leadership and a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience and so my biggest takeaways from that session and what we really dove into were these ideas that there's kind of these two types of leadership, right? There's leading others, but then there's also leading yourself, self-leadership. Like how are you showing up in that moment? And leadership shows up at so many different levels, whether it's you and a virtual assistant or whether you've got a team of eight, nine, 10, 20 people, right? All of the time we're leading ourselves and we're leading others. And leadership is really about how are you showing up in that moment? What are the decisions that you're making? What are the actions that you're taking? And that really is about how you position yourself in an organization or in your company or within yourself. Right. So the reason I think leadership is so important is because we're doing it all the time. And When I coach agency owners, what I notice is some of their struggles are often around client relationships. Things like not getting paid on time, things like being treated as if you're just a kind of creative monkey or a pixel pusher, somebody who's just an order taker. Things like clients making decisions that aren't in your best interest. Maybe they show up to things late or they have loads of amends or just feeling like that relationship is strained. And the reason that is related to leadership is because my belief is that we should be leading our clients. My belief is that in order to be a really powerful, creative business, in order to really serve people, you have to lead them. You have to take the lead. And I personally learned this the hard way in my, when I had my agency, but I experience it now in terms of when I get on a call with somebody, if they don't lead me, i.e. if I'm thinking about buying a service from somebody, let's say I want a new rebrand and I get on a call with someone and they just kind of say, okay, nice to meet you. So anyway, how can I help? And you tell them a bit about the business and like, okay. And, and sort of what, what kind of brand are you looking for? There's, there's no real leadership there. They're not saying, okay, cool. Like this is how this call is going to go. This is what we're going to talk about. This is why. And really those client relationships are built on those initial calls. And I think a lot of us don't realize this, that The relationship is determined and the frame is set on those initial calls. And that's why it's so important to lead people and to take a position of leadership in those relationships with our clients and with our team. And so one of the things that I'm thinking that I think about when I think about leadership is this idea. I think it's David Goggins, love him or hate him, he has this idea of extreme ownership. And so I think Goggins says that there are no bad teams, there are only bad leaders. Now, agree with that or disagree with that, what I think we can learn is that we are constantly teaching people how to treat us. We are constantly putting out into the world how we want to be treated by our decisions, by our boundaries, by our values, by the things that we say. And so if your team isn't performing, the first place I would look is inward. I would ask myself, what is my part in creating this? What is my part in our team missing these deadlines? What is my part in this team member taking loads of time off? Like, what is my part in this? Now, I don't think you're ever going to be 100% responsible for somebody's behaviors and actions and, and how they show up. But I do believe that we create that consciously or subconsciously. And it might be that we simply attract those kind of people because of the way that we're showing up in our business. It might be that we attract those kind of people because we don't have strong enough boundaries, because we aren't willing to call people out, because we are showing up from a place of scarcity rather than abundance, because we're leading from a place of fear rather than a place of love and acceptance, right? So I'm always looking at that and 99.9% of the time when one of our clients, i.e. a small creative agency, has a problem with one of their clients, I can spot two or three ways that they are creating that problem in the relationship. There's always two ways, two people, it takes two to tango. But I can tell by the way they communicate, by their failure to call that person out in the first instance when they were late to that meeting or they missed a deadline or they didn't deliver the thing that they were going to deliver. I can always see something which is telling that person how to treat us or telling that person, teaching that person consciously or subconsciously what is okay. Right. Because if somebody misses a deadline and you're like, oh yeah, no worries. You know, like hopefully we'll get it next time. Or if someone says they're going to do something and they don't do it and you don't have a conversation with them, at least again, from a place of empathy, from a place that giving them the benefit of the doubt. So, oh, I'm, I'm sure something really bad happened, but let's, let's talk about it. Like, let's make sure that this doesn't happen again you know, what came up for you? How can we prevent this? If somebody in your team gets sick, how can we make sure that this gets picked up? Because ultimately it's your responsibility. You committed to this thing. So how can we make sure that this really doesn't happen in future? What do we need to do? And and kind of having those conversations, right? And often they're hard conversations. And that's why I've called this podcast creative courage, because most of the things that we actually want are on the other side of a difficult conversation. Most of the things In life and business that we really want, take courage. They are on the other side of a difficult conversation. They're on the other side of a difficult decision. And the more we can practice having those difficult conversations, making those difficult decisions, the more we will get what we want. And that really is what this podcast is about. This is really about the work that we do. It's helping people to step into that courage. It's helping people to Take the action, make the decision that is aligned with what they want, in spite of the fact that they can't see exactly how they're going to get it yet. It's taking that leap of faith or taking that step in the direction that you know is going to move you closer to what you want, even though it might be sacrificing something you currently have, even though you might not know exactly what the next step is. That's really what courage is about for me. And it's really when I see our clients, when I see creative businesses flourish is when they can do that consistently. So hopefully this episode gave you some food for thought. Hopefully next time you think about possibility, you ask yourself what you want, not what you believe is possible based on your current reality. Hopefully you start thinking about partnerships instead of just prospects. And you ask yourself, where is my next 50, 100 clients going to come from? Who can I build a really powerful partnership with that would transform my business at a fundamental level? And then thirdly, you think about in the context of both of those things, how you're showing up as a leader in your life and your business, whether it's self-leadership, whether it's leadership for your team, whether it's leadership for your clients, whether it's leadership for your kids and your family. Every single day, we have that opportunity to show up As a leader, we have that opportunity to lead others and we have that opportunity to make decisions and take actions that are in alignment with what we believe and what we really want. And we have that choice. No one can take that away from us. If you enjoyed this episode, please connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know. I'm very active on there. I'm on there every single day. So if you want to connect with me, that's the place to do it. Please hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with somebody that you know that would find it beneficial. My name is Matt Essam and you've been listening to the Creative Courage Podcast.